what's going on? God damn it, let me get one before the year closes out. You feel me? I know I'm a day ahead of you guys. Uh, for the listeners, I just want to say shout out to New Jersey. Shout out to New York, California, uh, Missouri, Texas, Colorado, Ireland, wherever wherever the fuck. <laughs> Germany. Uh, just wanted to say thank you guys uh, this year. Um, it's been the craziest year of my life. Ups and downs, ins and outs. Um, it's been a complete roller coaster. Uh, moved to a whole nother country. Did things I never thought I'd be able to do. You know, uh, from uh, a- academically, you know, monetarily. You know, I learned so much about myself. Um, the uh, you know, just trying to achieve more things that I, I. You know, like what I learned the most was how to how to hack your own mind. You know what I mean? Because now that I learned how to do it, I fell off of it recently. And, you know, like those guys, those super motivational people on you see them on social media, you see them on this thing and that thing. And they're talking about how you think it, you can achieve it. And da da da. it's like it's like they, they say a bunch of super hype shit, but they don't really tell you what to do. You know what I mean? So what I personally found, like I I looked at what Kevin Hart uh, does, what Rob Deerdick does. Um, they write down everything and they figure out where they want to be, uh, how they want to get there, uh, where they see themselves that time. And each part of their day is planned out. And when you plan out every part of your day, it leads you to these goals. Right. So when people say write things down and put them up on the wall, the reason why they tell you to do that is because when you look at it every day, you're going to subconsciously make steps and do things that will lead you to those goals, whether you want to or not, whether you think about it or you don't. You see what I'm saying? And surprisingly, it worked for me. You know what I mean? I've and I fell off of it recently because. It was just kind of a whirlwind getting over here uh, to the Kanagawa prefecture. And, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, and I, I hate New Year's resolutions. You know what I mean? But whatever it takes for you to start doing better, you know, just use that shit. Like, I, and another thing that I learned this year was to stop being a fucking hater all the time, which is very hard for me because I'm a hater motherfucker sometimes. Uh, like, uh, uh, what the hell was that player haters ball from Dave Chappelle's show? And, you know, but whatever it takes for you to actually want to do better, um, you know, it's going to suck being in the gym for a little bit because it's going to be kind of packed. But I just say, you know what? Go for it. Fuck it. Like, we're all here for self-improvement, right? Get your, get your big ass in here. <laughs> Let's fucking lift these weights. Get some in this water real quick. Mm. I want to talk. Okay, let me get on... Um, Oh yeah, hold on. Before I finish out, I would like I would implore you and I would challenge you. Write down your goals. Don't and don't don't beat yourself up if something doesn't happen in the time that you want it to. You see what I'm saying? Because that's where a lot of people fuck up, and me me included, myself included. I beat myself up because I'm like maybe I'm not good enough because I didn't get what I wanted in the time that I allotted myself. You know what I'm saying? Not everything works on your timetable. 
especially in uh, this this awkward universe of uh, happenstance. You know what I mean? Because most of like like our existence here is just by accident. Some like there's an argument to be made that we're just here on accident. You see what I'm saying? Like, so we put too much pressure on ourselves when we should just put your head, put our heads down and just continue the continue forward to the journey, to the goal or what you're trying to achieve. You know what I'm saying? So I implore you to write these goals down. Um, not in any particular order, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's weight loss, whether it's, uh, to save money, whether it's to, Take the initial steps to start a business or to become financially independent, to get out of debt, whatever the fuck it is, to to practice a song or an instrument, or or you want to skip backwards uh, down a hill, you know what I'm saying? Write them down, no matter what they are. Write it down, and just put it up on a wall. You know what I'm saying? Preferably on the door when you leave whether it's your bedroom door or your front door that's probably the like the best place to put them for me it was but put it somewhere where you're going to look at it every day whether it's the bathroom mirror whether it's like i said the front door your bedroom door um the visor in your car you know what i'm saying do that at any rate since it's been a minute there were a few things that i wanted to talk about obviously there's some things that i missed jake paul tyron woodley right now i do like so now with sports what i enjoy the most is when people who are the athletic talent get the most of the bag you see what i'm saying that's why the nfl and the nba and pro sports really frustrates me because the actual players are getting the least amount right even though it may not look like that to everyone else but the people who are behind the scenes make the most right if somebody can give this athlete $200 million, what does the person who signs the check make, right? So Tyron Woodley, may, to get knocked out, what? how much did he make? Let's see. I know he made it uh, over a mil. Tyron Woodley fight bag. <laughs> I ain't know what to Google. Two million. Uh... Was it two million? It says Paul guaranteed purse for his first professional fight was about one point five million. Fight purse is revealed. Let me just go here and talk on this shit. Just give me just crude numbers real quick. But I can get okay. But one thing I can guarantee you is that he made more in that bout than he has ever made in the UFC. There are people who are top ten fighters in the UFC who have jobs. There was that one fighter who was also a waiter at with like Golden Crow or some shit, wherever the fuck. You see what I'm saying? So one thing that I do like about Jake Paul, even though everyone wants to talk the most shit about this man, is that he gets these fighters paid, right? And that's why Dana White don't like him. Because Dana White ain't about to take no contract with no fighter where Dana White ain't on top. That's why, well, what's, what's that one fighter's name? He He can't get, like... So, so Dana White puts fighters in contracts to where you have to fight in the, like so many fights in the UFC. And before you do that, you can't fight anywhere else. So what he does is he gives you all these other fights up until that last fight. 
he doesn't give you the last fight, so you can't go fucking fight anywhere else, right? Because you got to go through him to get a fight so you can get out of your contract. So he don't let nobody out of their contracts because he don't give them their last fight. So that's why, like, fuck that dude at that, in, in that instance. People want to give him all these excuses. Oh, he's a shrewd businessman. Kiss my ass. What is this Canadian fighter name? I know somebody's fucking screaming. Best Canadian. How do you not have the number one? Yeah, he's from Montreal. I know somebody's George St. Pierre. God damn. How does that not come up in the first whatever? Okay, so George St. Pierre can't fight anywhere else because Dana White won't give him his last fight to get out of his contract. That's what this piece of shit motherfucker does, right? People call him a shrewd businessman. Hey, so you find you find a fighter who's in between a rock and a hard place, give him this contract, and then you never let him out of it. Kind of fucked up. So you have to give Jake Paul his flowers in this regard. People are like, oh, he don't fight nobody, this, this, and that. And when people say he didn't fight anybody, what do they do in boxing? They give you a bunch of bullshit fighters. To pad your stats at first, this is every fighter now. I'm talking about Tyson. I'm talking about Mayweather. I'm talking about Pacquiao. I'm talking about Canelo. Everybody got nothing but journeyman cans who are on their way out the door who were fighting just like so that they can get $250 to pay some debt off so that they don't get their legs broken, right? And so that they can feed the kids fucking raviolis from a can that night. All right, these are the people that they fight before they actually pad their stats up to where they're actually getting real fights and real bags. Okay, so I will say this. Jake Paul has fought better fighters than a lot of boxers have their first initial four fights. Sue me, but that's just the truth. All right? So the the guy's not really that bad of a guy. He's playing a heel and he finessed like like he he has garnered a lot of hate to finesse so so the people want to see him lose, which turns into ticket sales, which turns into ducats at the end of the day. They it's like same thing that Mayweather did. I'm sure him like he was able to get a conversation with Mayweather. It was like, yo, how do I finesse this situation? I'm sure Mayweather gave him some game on this. Okay, this everybody hated Floyd Mayweather, but the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, you couldn't touch him. You couldn't put your damn hand on him, and then he 50 and 0, right? So I just wanted to say that little piece about um, goddamn Jake Paul and the whole fighting situation and this, this, and that, and blah, 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 blah. But what else do we have? NFTs again. Somebody hit me in my DM talking about NFTs, this, and NFTs, that. Look, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you again. If you sell an NFT, you a genius. If you buy an NFT, you a dumbass. Because ain't nobody going to buy that bullshit off you ever again. It ain't going to be worth a damn. All right? So, you know, whatever. Make up your mind. Do, do what you want to do. But I would tell you this. The only, the only people who stand to profit off of NFTs are people who are already in that space to gain a lot of money off of it. Just whoop-de-whoop down the street ain't about to make money off of NFT. Right? It just, I'm sorry. It ain't going to happen. Now, 
Okay, so and this is going to tie into this whole metaverse conversation that we were having is that the people who are trying to convince everybody that the metaverse is going to be the future and this is that I like I think that it's going to be it's going to be popular like people are going to be in it, but at the end of the day like humans are creatures of tangibility. No matter how no matter how you want to cut the cake, you're going to have to shit, you're going to have to drink, you're going to have to eat, you're going to have to do something in the real world to make money so you can go back into the real world. Absol- life absolutely in the metaverse is uh, a little silly. So I think people who are finessing people into buying goofy shit like digital real estate before they even buy a fucking house and stuff like that, it's all a fucking hype job. And I feel like, just, just like I said in the last episode, they fucking... Tell you to buy, like, get ready to buy all of all this bullshit that we're selling. You know what I'm saying? Because they're the ones that are selling it. Of course, they're going to say it's the future and it's incredible and it's all of this. If they are selling it, why would they shit on a product that they're selling? You see what I'm saying? So don't get wrapped up into the hype. Like people were talking about, oh, they're going to have uh, meetings in the metaverse. Like, what the fuck? Why would you do something that's harder than a simple conference call? That don't make no damn sense. Why the hell would you get plugged into all this bullshit, create, configure a character, get ready to, to go to a virtual office? Are you going to virtually commute there too, motherfucker? Just what the fuck? That don't make no damn sense. A Zoom call is easier than that. Like you would have to, it, it would take more work for a virtual conference than a simple Zoom call. But I digress. Like I said, people who stand to gain the most are the ones who are pushing it. So don't get like 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 the the whole crypto dip. It now it's happening, right? You seeing what's going on. What was I right again or what? Right? Motherfucker, like I'm telling you. Just they tell you to buy the dip, buy buy buy, buy the dip, buy the dip while they are selling. They have a lot of influence and they happen to get in at the right time. So they're hoping that you buy the dip while they get out of the house while it's burning down. So please don't let these motherfuckers finesse you out your paper. At any rate, I have been listening to this Anita Baker album. I don't know why or how I have slept on her music for so long. Because I, I never was like an, a contemporary type. But her Rapture album has had me in a chokehold for three weeks now. Ain't shit I can do. This is all I can listen to. I can't do nothing. I know this word back. I know this damn album backwards and forwards and upside down. And and I'm listening to this album. Next thing you know, I'm taking baths and shit. I find out my bathtub is heated. Didn't know that shit. I found out because I was just, I, I accidentally hit the button because it's all in fucking kanji. And so it turns out you hit a button and the tub fills up and it stops on its own. And you set the temperature to the, the heated thing in the tub and it stays to that temperature this shit is incredible i was like what the fuck am i have i been doing my whole life i've been talking about you know grown man be taking no bath and this is now i'm like why am i keeping myself from the pleasures of life like this is why men die early we die early because like like why we always got to have it hard when we don't even need to what the hell kind of retarded shit is this all this dumb shit that i've thought my entire life and I'm sitting here denying myself, like, bath bombs is the shit. What the fuck am I doing? I went to Lush. 
uh, the lady was like, I was like, which one is your favorite? And she got this thing. I don't fucking know, but it smells fantastic, and I'm excited to use it. All right? I had goddamn incense going, a candle with a bath bomb and Anita Baker in my heated tub. That room was steamy as shit. It ain't right. You gotta just don't don't, don't deny yourself self care, man. It's it's really this shit. Uh, what else do I have on my desk? People think that you shouldn't read certain books. Okay, I saw this thing. So there are a lot of people who don't like uh, uh Jordan. Okay, so there was this meme, right? This girl goes to this guy's house. Like it's an old meme template or whatever. And there was a series of books that was on this person's bookshelf. And then, like, the last scene of the, the the meme, the square, was her leaving with the apartment on fire. So now I will say this. There is something morally reprehensible about burning books, no matter what book it is. Right? We learned this shit from World War II, didn't we? How soon we forget just because you don't agree with somebody does not mean that you shouldn't read a book just to see where they're coming from. You're like people who think that way are afraid that what they believe in and what they have closely tied their, their identity and their character to can't withstand um, the information from these other books that they're given. Right. So, so are, do you not want people to read those books because you think that because you subconsciously feel like what you have been identifying with for so long has been may not have been true? Man, you got to no no matter what you believe, man, like you can't closely wrap your identity to any ideology. Right? Identity and ideology have to be two different things, right? They have to be a little bit more malleable, right? So your identity is tied to your ego, right? So if you have these beliefs that are tied to your identity, then your ego will not allow you to see if those ideas can withstand any other type of criticism. So you have to be careful of that shit. Burning books, I don't, it, that is disgusting. Like I don't know, it makes my skin crawl like when I when I think about it. Like uh what was that um damn book uh uh, Fahrenheit four, is it four fifty one, four ninety one, some shit. But there were these firemen who would set fire to books, right? And that's the type. I, I don't know. Maybe it was. I read that book when I was a kid. And that's why I think that because it's just disgusting. Like, like think of all the things that we've lost in the burning of the Library of Alexandria, right? Just like think of that. Like no matter, just because you don't agree with it, does not mean that it should not be able to exist. That's freedom of speech 101, baby. And then you got all these fake socialists wanting to burn books. Come on, baby. What you talking about? Man. The uh the CDC said y'all could take y'all ass back to work. And now you realize. See, I, I saw this, I saw this person talk about uh that even the CDC can't stop capitalism. Oh, I was like, hold up, the CDC was good when capitalism was on the other foot. When when capitalism was working for the drug companies, you was cool with that. But now it's on the other side. Now you got a problem. You see what I'm saying? When you can't trust these companies and organizations that are compromised, come on, beloved. I thought we was better than that. What is you doing out here? And then also, peep game. 
those blue line motherfuckers, those boot looking cop loving motherfuckers. Look, I told you they're enforcing those mandates now too. What did I say? See, you can go back. God damn. Everything I said, those same people that you said was going to take your guns, now taking your guns. You talking about the government is going to try to take our guns. I was like, who you think going to come and get them? Nigga, you fucking flying this blue line flag, motherfucker. You forgot. The the gov- the police protect the government from you. I've already went on this rant in the last episode, and I've done every other episode ever since. One, I'm going to have one episode where I ain't talking about cops. See, and like, we used to, I was talking to this one dude um, at my job. He was talking about, I was talking about how I would be a terrible cop. And he was like, why would you be doing illegal shit and da-da-da? I was like, no, nah, I just be letting everybody go all the time. I ain't about to fuck somebody's life up over a joint. What kind of sense does that make? There's no room for rationality in those jobs sometimes. I mean... There is for some people, if you got the complexion for the connection a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? You might get a little bit of leeway. You feel me? But it's so interesting how now that the CDC is saying, take your ass back to work after you didn't have the sniffles a few times, now you got a problem with them. Now you don't trust them. But when they was caping for the drug companies and, and everything like that, then everything was all good. Man, this shit is motherfucking theater, ain't it? It's just interesting how this shit works. But at any rate, yeah, all these fucking fake socialists want to come out the woodwork. I was like, nigga, you you was in line for the new iPhone, nigga. iPhones is made out of conflict minerals. What you talking about? Talking about some boy, I swear. Nigga, in in, in in a socialist society, you ain't got no room for your OnlyFans. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Capitalism is good when it's over here, but when it's over here, it's bad. All right. Whatever. Unchecked capital. See now, now we we can talk about unchecked capitalism. We can have that discussion because, especially when it comes to these goddamn drug companies and the influence they have over our government, we can have that discussion. Damn, burping while I'm talking. But at any rate, uh, what else did I have? Oh my goodness, I thought I was I thought I was better than what I realized, and I realized I still have to work on myself. I just I was so embarrassed. I'm leaving the gym. We had a great game of basketball. Ran a few times right before the gym closed. They had modified gym hours. You know, I'm out there with the Nike pants, getting buckets, hawking the ball down, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I go to leave and I see like like one of the, one of the guys I was playing with was getting in his car. And this car is an Evo 2. Looks like it was fresh off the lot. Coke white. Crispy than a motherfucker with the gold NK wheels on that bitch. Had to be some goddamn 17s, 18s or whatever. So I'm, I'm obviously I'm from the States. So I'm used to the steering wheel being on the opposite side. So I see dude, like, so from what I was thinking, I thought the guy was getting in the driver's seat, but he was getting in the passenger seat. And I was like, hey, man, that's a fire-ass whip. But his girl was getting in the driver's seat. And she said, thank you. I was like, God damn it. All this internalized sexism in my brain. I thought I was, I thought I was better than this. But look what the fuck happened. 
My dumb ass, the steering wheel's on the left side, man. Or the right side, whichever side. You see what I'm saying? You see how hard this is? Maybe it was a it was a mix-up. Maybe it can, you know what I'm saying? It's a common mistake. It's a simple mistake. But goddamn, I felt like an asshole when she said thank you. I was like, hey, man, that's a nice-ass whip. Thank you. I was like, ah, oh, shit. God damn it. I should have said, I, I, I shouldn't even have said, man. I should have just said, hey. You know what I'm saying? It was dark. They didn't know I was really looking like that. Man, I felt like a, the biggest ass. I still feel like a dumbass. But it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you don't expect a woman to be driving that kind of car. Right? And he was a Mexican dude. Right? So I was like, oh, it's like, so you can see where I'm coming from. You would think that that would be his car, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Like it, it, like, it would make sense, right? I'm trying to rationalize my fucking internalized sexism. Jesus Christ. Because it looked fresh off the lot. That thing looked brand spanking new. Shiny as a motherfucker and all. And I was like, hey, man, that's a nice-ass whip. Thank you. God damn it. I was like, ah, fucking facepalm. I just drove off. I shouldn't have said shit anyway. See, this is why I don't need to be talking to people. I shouldn't be saying shit in public. Every time I do, I make an ass out of myself. But at any rate, uh, all right, you guys, happy new year. You know what I'm saying? Keep thugging. Uh, try the goals thing out. Try writing it down. I'm going to do it too. I'm going to do it with y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to talk about my, what, what I wrote down on this, on the next episode. How about that? Uh, y'all can hold me accountable. Hit me in a DM. Like, hey, you better not forget. I'm like, damn, I need to do that shit. Cause I know I'm going to forget. But anyway, all right, y'all, it's been a gutter sauce podcast. Peace.